Welcome back. Back We're up in, back here. in here. What is up? Hey. We got Copeland again. Hello, people. Special guest, second appearance. <laughs> Had to do it back to back. <laughs> um, we just gonna get right into it, man. I'm gonna drop my look. I'm gonna drop my little uh fitness motivation slash motivational tip, and then we gonna just continue the conversation because uh we was having a good conversation before we started recording. So, uh, real quick, this uh, fitness uh slash motivational tip is more motivation and fitness, but it can apply to both. Um, it's, uh, doing, not trying to do everything by yourself, essentially. Like, definitely, if you, no matter what you're doing, working out, trying to start a business, trying to do anything, like, no one's truly 100% independent. So, don't be too prideful to reach out, ask for help, or, you know, anything like that. So, that's just my little quick tip for today, and we're gonna get right into it, man. Right in there. You know, sometimes pride kills, though. That's real. That's real about pride, though, man. You get too prideful, get in over your head. And then you, you end up with nothing. But, well, Almost happened to AB. <laughs> Look at that. What was that, that first one? We're talking about the uh, underrated Southern rappers. Or we could just so, do... I know, I, I know Copeland. Well, Copeland from the north, so I mean, she. I know she wouldn't know a lot of the rappers that we talking about. Oh, definitely not. We could just do but underrated we, rappers. We were having, yeah, we could do underrated rappers. All right, as as the rapper amongst us, who's some underrated rappers you got? Underrated rappers. I don't even have a list. I got. Mm. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Is we got to. He's. I don't think we got to make a bar for what we consider underrated. But, um, I think Big Sean is underrated. Like I think he should be up there with the Drakes as far as like the things that he say. Like I feel like he has more talent than most rappers that are bigger than him. And he's saying some some smart stuff, you know. Like his that is, is crazy. I, yeah, his uh, albums are always just so introspective too. Mm. Like I think what a lot of those guys, because I feel like he's always counted out of like the J Cole, Kendrick, and Drake, and they always leave Big Shine out of that conversation. They try to put him in that next tier. I never understood why. I've never really listened to to Big Shine like that. The, you know, the first I heard Big Shine was Cabin Fever. And, uh-huh. you know, I was like, he spit on Cabin Fever, but I I was never like, let me go and, you know, get his album or check out his new singles. He has uh, pretty good mixtapes. I like uh, his latest out. He has some new singles out that are pretty good. Uh, was it Dark Sky Paradise? That was a good album. I didn't, I didn't really like uh, the album right before that one. It was all right. Detroit. Uh, I I might check them out though. Who else you got? Big Sean. That was a good one. What else you got? That was a good one. Mm. I was talking about Young and May the other day. I think she's underrated. I don't think she's. She gets the recognition that yeah. she deserves. But I think she deserves a little more. Everybody knows she can spit. But I think it's just some physical 
characteristics that she had that make her not as big as other artists right now. So, Young and May's underrated for sure. Because you can uh, have the Megan Stallion climbing up the charts. She's definitely then, a rapper, though. And like, then Young and May just in, in the shadows. In every sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you saying like a lot of them they have like that sexuality works for them yeah yeah uh you missed that part in the last cast that we did but we 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 did talk about that so in the version i sent you it cut off right before uh, (sighs) we started talking about that (sighs) but for those of y'all who who listened to that one before y'all listen to this one y'all y'all will get it I think something else uh, underrated. What underrated rapper you got though, Josh? This was kind of old school. I always like enjoy Outkast, and I feel like with Outkast, Andre Three Thousand gets a lot of the love, and I mean as he should. He, he kills every song he gets on, but I always thought Big Boy should have got more respect than he always than he gets. It's like when everyone brings up the great great rappers from the South, like in uh, Georgia, they always bring up three stacks but they never like they kind of leave big boy off that list and i always thought he's always been lyrical yeah i I, just thinking about it i'm like you're right i don't know a lot of things that big boy has done and i know his name isn't quite out there as much as andre 3000 and i say travis porter crawled so migos could walk (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> that is factual statement. <laughs> that boy. It's, I'll go as far to say Travis Porter and Rich Kids crawl so Migos can walk. So Migos can run marathons. <laughs> <laughs> There's truth to that, though. Dude, I still I still listen to Rich Kids till the day. It, it's like it gives you that nostalgic feeling of when you were back in school, and you know it was a lot simpler times. You didn't have as many bills and stuff to worry about, or no bills to worry about. Yeah, just worried about taxing for gas money. You're like, hey, you got the gas money. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll s- switch gears a little bit. Um, you know, just to kind of jump back into the previous conversation that we had before we we uh, started recording, um, talk about movies. There's been some good movies out lately, some cringy movies. Uh, Saw, Saw's The It, It Part 2 came out. You seen It Part 2 yet, Copeland? Nah, I'm probably going to see it next weekend. But It Part 1, man, that's, yo... Right, I'm a scary sure movie, like, fanatic. Like, but I'm scared as hell. Like, I'm a punk. Like, I don't even know why I watched the movie because I'm like, shit, it following me home. Like, I shouldn't even be in this car right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't I can't look yeah. away. Like, I got to get that feeling like, oh, you know, like that creepy, eerie stuff. And, like, there's only been a few movies in the past, like, decade that actually, like, get me, like, like besides myself and it was one of them and then um damn the other one with the uh the kids who went missing and uh they ended up like killing the rest of the family they had the little videos uh-uh it was this dude he would drink and he watched the videos 
of the kids and there'd be like murders going on on the videotapes. Uh-huh. I forgot what it's called, but it had that scary ghoul like ghoul face that would pop out. I'm not out. sure I've seen that one. Sinister. Y'all remember that? Is it? It's not VHS. Oh, Sinister. Yeah, I remember Sinister. Sinister that was thing, messed up. I don't know about the second Especially one. Especially that uh, it was like a picnic scene one? or something. Yes. Like that. Like that. I think it that first was right. kids. Y'all scared like, me just talking about it. I'm going to have to go watch. <laughs> it's, it's creepy, man. It always gets me like. Yeah, once you kill kids, I'm like, oh, this dude has no regard. This dude has no moral compass. <laughs> You know what my, my gripe is? I be having a lot of gripes. I know everybody like, yo, mom, you complain about everything. But my gripe with scary movies is I hate the the person that swoops in at the last second. Like, somebody's like this about to stab the, the main character in the face. And then they get shot in the back. It's like, oh, yeah, man, that come cliche. on. Just, you know, nobody gets saved that much. Yeah. Yeah. That plot armor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that gets old. The jump That's like, what I, I kind of enjoyed about Sinister, where it's like nobody was safe. That twist at the end was really like made it like set but apart from the rest of the scary armor. movies. Yeah. Hmm. But jump scares too are like, you know, somebody closed the refrigerator nah, and there's somebody behind mind. there. <laughs> That's like an overused cliche. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's so predictable. Yeah. Doing something like starts panning. Yeah, so he jumps, but like you see him behind the refrigerator. Oh my god! I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to ask you about your day today. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, there you or, go. or it's the cat. It's the it's it's the cat jumping out the cupboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Mr. Oh, Wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> this window's open. Let me just close it. I don't worry about why it was open. <laughs> man or people who investigate too much just just go in the house and call the police it, why are you it outside takes out of the movie with your camera like on the on your phone like yeah <laughs> i know you seen scary movies sit your ass down and call nobody the messes with my trash can <laughs> oh, no. Somebody out there? <laughs> Hello. You need to say something. I'm gonna call the cops. <laughs> you want to get crazy? That's why we can get uh, crazy. I'm, I'm sure, like a lot of my friends, <laughs> we can get crazy. <laughs> and then he gets freaking. How do you not hold the door open? And they take the bat out your hand and bust, bust you up with all it. in like. One foul sweet, yo. I'm like, that's an L. <laughs> Let's talk about us. I don't think we've talked about that movie on here yet. No, it took me like six years to watch it. Finally, I was like, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. He was waiting on you. It's your fault. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> I got the movie. Bro, initially, uh, I was so all right, first, upset first take, we're gonna let you go, Copeland. What was your first uh, overall opinion? I was so upset about that damn movie. The first time I seen it, because I was like off the the get out, like a big fan of that when it came out. And I was like, okay, Jordan Peele got this other movie coming out. I'm about to go watch it. And I thought it was going to be one of those mm-hmm. things where you like, you get the clues and stuff. And I thought it was going to be like scary, scary, like, ooh, ow. But it was like more 
something you got to think about. So I ended up watching it twice and ended up liking it, liking what he was saying, you know, like the the underlining message of it. But I didn't know. First of all, I didn't even know that. I thought it was just their family that was going to be cloned. I didn't think there was going to be other clones in there, too. And I was like, oh, shit. So, like, when the white family got mm-hmm. killed, I was like, okay, this is crazy. And then, like, stuff didn't make sense. It was like, so were they in, like, this maze the whole time sitting under there? Or did they move across the country with the family? Or did the doppelgangers just stay in one place? Or I don't know. There's yeah. so many unanswered questions. Like, so I went and watched it twice. But I ended up liking it at the end, too. Yeah. And then just having, of course, Lupita being like this female, like her husband got beat the fuck up. So she had to take his spot, like, and control the whole family, you know, and lead the whole family to, you know, I guess, safe, safer environment or whatever. You know, as a, as another female, you like, you yeah. like, you like that kind of shit on the screen. Like, so that was, that was my take on it. <laughs> <laughs> Empowerment. Yes. Yeah. So scale of one to ten, what do you give it? Uh, I, I give it like a ten point five. Seven point five. Yeah, okay. cause I still got unanswered questions about that. What about movie? you? Since uh, you you took so long to watch it. <laughs> there, yeah, there's certain like symbols. I'm just still just not certain about like okay you had the the uh rabbits like are the rabbits kind of signifying life as a, a race or what is it you know what i'm saying what did the rabbits signify are they innocence and then you had them all holding hands like cutouts just around that i just like there's certain symbols i'm like okay I, I need to figure out what that meant but overall i did like it i like the twist at the end um, I just kind of like how they had the doppelgangers, like the dark side of everybody coming out and everything. And it, it, t- it seemed like they touched a lot on kind of like just race relations with um, like the the black family. Then they had the white family, just certain things that they had. And um, it just seemed like black family, like he like with the boat. Like he was happy to get that boat, but he's just not happy with the boat. He was just happy with what he had in compared to that uh white family, just the envy. I just wish that they would have kind of played more on that. Mm. Kind of like what he did with Get Out. Like the that's what I loved about Get Out. Like it was like a a a funny take and kind of a creepy take on race in like a time where I'm like, man, we definitely need a movie like this. I wonder though. Because you know how things are nowadays, especially movies and stuff. It's like, there's so many hidden messages and stuff. I wonder if we're overthinking it and it's really not as deep as we think it is. But I feel as if there is a lot of underlying tones in the movie that you have to watch a couple of times before you understand. And just like what references are, like you said with the rabbits. So. Yeah, Certainly. yeah. That's just with Hill. Like he, he pretty much made it himself when he did Get Out. And we're like, oh, this dude is a genius. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like this dude's brilliant. Then he does it again. I'm like, I, I must find out what those rabbits mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People's trying to tell me something. 
definitely, I definitely expected it to be scary though. Like I was, the whole entire time I was fully prepared to be like frightened beyond belief. But the only like the creepy, it was cringy and creepy, but never really scary. And yeah. I like how they did the I got five on it that slowed down. Oh yeah, uh, that that was cold. That was cold. Dang, I like that. Do do do. Yeah. Do 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 do. He needs to release and something. And the way like her doppelganger was moving like, around the whole house for another when they thing, came in thing there. Like that little, that fucking how swiftly yeah. she moved across the house and she didn't like sway or anything. Yeah. That was yeah. And then when she whooped yeah. her ass, she was whooping her ass yeah. when she got down to the tunnels. Like on some like, oop, like ducking and shit. She over there sweating trying to get this <laughs> girl. <laughs> huh? So I was wondering, like, I was wondering how she let her kill her because she was beating her behind the whole time, and then she slip up and get killed. Uh, she could have killed her at any point. It seemed like. Yeah, I think she just looked mm. out. I didn't think about that. But then there was parts but of it. But the little boy knew somehow. I feel like he knew. Yeah, cause you know, I, when I wanted to go watch it again. There's some things that the mom said that she kind of slipped up. Uh, one part of it was when she was at the beach and she she was talking to the to the white wife or whatever, and she was like, "Sorry, you know, I have trouble speaking sometimes," and that was kind of like that little, like this little flag goes off. Oh. And then when she ended up killing the doppelganger oh, at the house, she when she stabbed her, she let out this grunt. Like, and then the boy went back in the house to see what was going on with her mom, with his mom, and they looked at each other, and that's when kind of, like, they had that, like, okay, something ain't right. So when she ended up killing her down in the tunnels. Like, when they she, both knew something. Yeah, and she let out that grunt again, like, <laughs> like that. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna try to remake it, because it's gonna sound mad weird, but when she ended up killing her doppelganger, her son was in, like, the little lockers, <laughs> and he heard the whole thing. So like they in the car looking at each other, and it, I think it finally clicked at the end. Like okay, you yeah, you you one of the the um shit. I forgot what they called them, but yeah, he knew. He definitely knew. You you enlightened me. <laughs> I wonder what what he meant. Like he always put that mask down too all the time, and I'm just like, I wonder if that's just so him. Here's what I think about that, because the the us of her is really like his actual mom, mom, right? Yeah. So he's got like some like some of that weirdness in him, I guess. So like like half of him is like faker, and then you know with the real one having a, a son with the the us man, so they're like you know a little Macy breed. Mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So. And I think that's why she reacted like that when um. Didn't they say something about him playing with that lighter too? The other yeah. one backed up into when the flames, and she was like, "No, you know, like she yeah, felt like you know, yeah, she was losing her son." And even when they killed the little girl, uh, she got smushed up in the tree or whatever. She got out the car and you know went over there and you know watched her as she passed away. I guess. 
But that little girl was creepy too, cause she, they, she got smashed by the car. She was still laughing and shit. That was so creepy ass shit, man. Like I don't know, like what Jordan Peele was thinking when he put it together creepy. this movie. But that was some creepy ass shit. Like, yeah. He kills me with those uh, facial expressions where you have, like, in Get Out, the woman laughing, like, crying and then laughing. And then you had the doppelganger for the white couple where she was just, like, just crying and then she just does that sinister smile. Mm -hmm. Like, it just creeps me out the way he just uses, like, those facial expressions. I'm just like, man, that's not how they're meant to be. (laughs) So, like, bro, that's creepy. (laughs) But why, like, my thing was, like, why did their their doppelgangers come in there and pretty much play mind games and separate them and all that? When the white people's people came in and she juked her in the neck with the scissors. Right. Like, started straight up killing. Yeah, they was just straight murking. There was no type of. That's their race. That's their race relation. Well, I think because uh, the black family. The mother, they had, she had a past because she used to be on top, right? She used to walk the earth or whatever. I think she wanted them to suffer them first. Like, and then the other doppelgangers were like, okay, we have this plan. We just need to execute it. There's, there's no more, no less. There's no like deeper meaning to it. It's like the plan is we're going to kill our doppelgangers and we're going to rise on top. But I think Lupita's character has so much vengeance against her doppelganger that you know, she sat, and when they came into the room, like, she sat down, and she told the story of the shadow girl, and all that kind of stuff, and she went into deep detail, and then, yeah, so I think it was more of that, you know, when the evil character starts monologuing during the movie, and then the other person gets away, I think that's kind of what happened. They caught her monologuing, and then end up, she ended up failing in the end. So, I think that was it. Her talking was creepy too, though. When she's when she started talking, yeah. yeah like, like, At first it was <laughs> funny, like, voice. what the fuck? So Clear your damn throat. Like actually watching it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even when she swallowed, she was like, <laughs> watching it. It wasn't that scary, but thinking back on it, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> of it being scary and it turned out not to be scary so i was like all right well let me look at it from another point of view since it's not scary so then i was like you know it was still a good movie but you know a lot of people was like i thought it was gonna be scary i didn't like it yeah yeah actually i don't know you just gotta appreciate it for what it is so I guess we can move on from that. That was a little impromptu talk about us. So Right on the spot. Us, go ahead. Take it to the next topic, Josh. We got that surviving versus living. Kind of touching on a good topic y'all had last episode. It was a good one. Where it's like a chasing the bag or securing the bag. We always hear about securing the bag. And I had a talk like the other day where it's just like, do we put trying to get – a high salary because you guys hear it all the time when you talk to people like oh how much are they paying what's your job you know what i'm saying like we're so caught up on like the superficial things like how much are you getting paid what's your job title 
and just something as simple like do we ever look at like the vacation package or the benefits that we get like as far as leave or uh like paternity leave or anything else like just kind of things like wholesome things like living like life do we put money over our quality of life sometimes yeah and again if you uh listen to our previous cast that me and copeland did you know this to kind of make a little bit more sense uh so hopefully you listen to these in order but definitely like you said man a lot of people a lot of times like i get on my friends about it because i'm like hey man y'all we should get together like y'all y'all come up to my house my friends like yeah i'm having a hard time I'm like yeah take some time off come up hang out in my crib we can do this and do that and it's like ah oh, nah man i can't i'm working and like, so i'm like what are we working for are we working so that we can go visit our friends when we want to like we have the means to do that but if working is hindering you from living your life then like what point is working if you're working to live your life you understand what i'm saying yeah i i, I agree i don't I, I honestly don't think a lot of us really have an end goal to it i don't know everyone just says they put it off oh, i'm saving up i'm doing that for this and the kind of a somber thing to say a sad thing to say about it is like what if that doesn't come you know what i'm saying nobody's promised tomorrow sadly mm-hmm. and it's like you just keep Oh, I'm saving up for this. I'm just going to keep working and make it up to this point. But I think by the time you make it to that point, how much did you sacrifice to get to that point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is a scam, man. They, but that's kind of like the surviving versus young, living portion. What do y'all think about years it? Away, and then by the time you get a, uh, enough money to settle down, I mean, you're broken. You know, you're probably deaf in one ear. You're probably blind in one eye. You know, and you probably like deep into a marriage you don't even want to be in because you're trying <laughs> yeah. to follow these these steps that were yeah. expected of you and not yeah. even like what you wanted to do. So now, because it's funny uh-huh. when you see all these like 60 year olds in a drop top convertible, like it looks so much better on you if you're like 40 years younger, but you had to save, you had to work two jobs and do all that for you to yeah. even flex. And, yeah. and now you're too old to flex. Like it doesn't even impress anybody, but that's my take on that. Yeah. <laughs> got back problems, knee problems. Yeah, man. Popping a hundred pills a day. <laughs> like you, uh, no, you got it in sport, but you got I the damn get, crutches I, the and the passenger I think seat. Everything is a scam. Yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I feel like the DMV is a scam. I feel like, you know, college is a scam. I feel like, because essentially, you know, you hear this all the time, you know, T.I. and D.L. Hughley and always got to say it. They're like, they'll approve an 18-year-old for, you know, four-year college. They'll give him $40,000 a year, approve him for that loan, but won't approve him for a $10,000 business loan. Yeah. Like, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's just straight setup, man. And if you sit in here listening and you're like, oh, nah, that's... You conspiracy theorists, like you're just dumb. Well, I won't say dumb. You're just naive. Yeah, you're just naive, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you got to look at college just like that. You know what I'm saying? Some people they're like, oh, this is a great experience and everything, but I, I guess it's just whatever you're told growing up. But a lot of people, you got to view it like a, a hustle. If you're gonna go there, you can't really you can't mess around with it. You gotta you gotta look at it like, okay, is it worth putting this much money in? How much would I get as a return on this investment? 
am I going like if I'm doing this, what is my end goal? You know what I'm saying? I can't just mess around and just accumulate debt that I'm gonna be stuck with. And the government's gonna want back from me. Yeah. So what are all your friends all your friends who went to college, you know, outside of scholarships and things like that, nowadays all they talk about is they student loans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm doing this, pay these student loans off. Yeah, I'm get this student loans, like I'm like, we graduated eight years ago from, you know, eight, seven, eight years ago from college. And, you know, y'all just starting touching on the student loans. So you're going to be in debt and student loans. You buy a car, another scam, mm-hmm. buy a brand new car. Now you got, you know, you paying $400 a month on that, hundred something dollars in insurance. Boom, you're getting a wreck. You know, it's just like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nonsense, man. Prison scam, everything is a fucking scam in America. Yeah, but they 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 advertise but, this American. Yeah, I'm with you on that so one. Much. I mean, it's just you gotta. The question is like everybody pushes that American dream, but nobody really they never question it. You know what I'm saying? They just kind of go through the motions, and it just sucks that I think a lot of people they, by the time they figure it out, they're like six figures in debt. You know what I'm saying? By the time you buy a house, you're already competing with like a, a car uh, loan debt and a student loan debt and everything else. And you're just buried in it. And you see it a lot watching, you know, just, you know, news dateline and things like that. It's always some, uh, you know, millionaire entrepreneur who lost it all. And now he's like, millions of dollars in debt like so how do you go plus millions to down to minus millions you know you start you want to sustain that lifestyle that you can't afford anymore and so you know you just then they file for bankruptcy and now they are living in a one bedroom apartment you know joe schmo like everybody else yeah so kind of you know what we spoke on i want to say two or three times already like Money isn't the answer to to all your problems. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Not. It just kind of it's mind boggling. Like the surviving versus living. It's like okay, like like you just surviving paycheck to paycheck, just putting some back for that one day you retire while you're just doing something you hate. <laughs> like thirty years down the road, you hated it the whole entire time, and you're just like. Uh, saved up all this money so I can finally floss and look nice, but it's like, man, that's like, what did you give up to get to this point? Yeah, was it worth it? There was this damn chief who came to just to chase this dream that everybody else told you you should be living. Like two years ago, I think he was a chief or something like that. He was like, you know, basically, it being the Air Force so long, he ended up losing his family you know you have a job and you get a family to provide for them and imagine being so engulfed in your job that you you chase your wife away or she you're no longer available to her and you know he 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 even you know broke down and you know started crying like you hear his voice cracking so you know it's like coming from a real place but like yeah it's so backwards it's like i gotta go to work to feed my family that i barely get to see and then like what's it worth like it's so crazy like 
your your job takes priority over everything. You only get one family. You only get one mom and son and things and a daughter too. But like, it's it's backwards. It's like I got this car, but I need this car to get back and forth to work. It's like I make the paycheck to make the payments on the car and you know your house and everything else. So it's like For you see where yeah. like America prioritizes your time, like like. I'm doing this so I can be with them, but I can't be with them because I'm doing this. Like that work, work it's crazy, culture. and we all do it. Yeah, it's crazy. I just wonder if it's like this in like other countries, where if they prioritize work like we prioritize work. If we're not sick enough, we'll still try to make it, and we just, you know, what I'm saying, don't get a lot of days off. Whatever we get, maternity paternity leaves just now taken off for moms and everything because we just prioritize working so much here. And I definitely noticed, I especially noticed that with, with, uh, you know, I think there's a, I think there's like a balance, there's a fine line, but a lot of like techs and above, you know, it's just all about the next rank at that point. So they're like, I didn't leave work till nine o'clock last night and I'm here at six o'clock this morning and I worked this whole weekend, and you're just like, why, man? you just doing all this stuff to look good so you can get the next rank, to keep doing it again to look good to get the next rank. Like, what is – I don't want to – like, have that balance, man. No, I don't know any, like, senior or mass sergeant my my squadron who would just be like, uh, hey, man, I'm taking off early, man. I'm out of here. I need a break. I, well, no, I lie. I do know a few, but for the most part, it's so much about looking good in front of, you know, the commander or the base commander. It's it's all about appearance. I'm like, they're like and then I, I got off at nine and I went home and I worked on my home computer until one. And then I woke up at 430 and start exercising and doing PT. And now I'm back at work at 530, two hours before we're supposed to be at work. It's like, why, man? Yeah. You're like, what, who are you doing this for? Yeah. It's, it's not enough time in the day. Just find the right balance. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say don't work hard and stay late, but just just find a balance. Don't do it seven days a week, you know, 52 weeks out the year. Exactly. Like That's for everybody. Like, take that day. If you want a day off, take a day off. <laughs> like, <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> Copeland, take a day off tomorrow. Take a day off. I can't. I got training. I can't miss this. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but yeah, you think about it. You got eight hours a day at work. Sometimes it don't be no eight hours cut. Sometimes you be there for ten hours because you got to write bullets or something. Stay back and talk to an airman or something like that. Then you get home and then you got to cook. Because if you you single like me, you got to cook your own food. Ain't nobody cooking your food for you. That take about an hour two hours walk your dog you know what i'm saying that take about 30 minutes you got to shower get ready for the next day what the hell are you cooking the cow <laughs> prep time man <laughs> prep time goes in there <laughs> uh and then maybe you get i go to sleep at nine too i go to sleep at nine too so i get off at five and i got four hours to to do what i need to do take a shower and all that kind of stuff. And then imagine if you work out after work. Because y'all like to work out before work. But that's, that's even... You might have to go to sleep earlier if you want to work out before work. And then maybe you got like an hour and a half to yourself. 
And then if you want to work on something personal like me, I like to go home, make beats and stuff. You got this little time for yourself, like this little fraction of this 24 hour day to yourself to work on your dreams mm -hmm. while you go to work and then, you know, make money for someone else. So, yeah, take that time off, man, because they ain't really going to be worried about you. Mm -hmm. If I get kicked out tomorrow, there's going to be another staff sergeant that take my spot. So, yeah, I wouldn't even get too emotionally attached to day to day stuff. And it's gonna be quick too. They go. They gonna have somebody there. They'll have somebody in your spot before you even finish packing out your office. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm your. You my replacement. All right. Yep. Let me get you this continuity real quick. <laughs> yeah. So just remember that, and kind of you know, rewinding back to the motivational tip that I said in the beginning. You know, if you do want to work for yourself, because I tried it myself to try to just do things all on myself, try to figure it out, try to, you know, make the websites on my own, do all this. Man, you, you got to reach out to your friends, like-minded people, you know, like we talked about on the last cast. It could, it might not just be financial. I can call you up, you know, Josh, man, um, I'm trying to work out so-and-so. Can you help me out with that? And you know that's helping. So you help me to to accomplish my goals, and I'm not just here trying to figure it out on the fly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's another thing. I think I wonder if anyone compromises that, like the importance of having kind of like a nice network around you. Yeah, like it's always great to have a nice network around you of just good people that you help and they help you. You got to take time to kind of help those networks grow and kind of nourish them sometimes. Yeah. Definitely. Instead of damn working all the time, take that day off. Always. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, you guys have any different inputs. Y'all know where to find us. Uh, I'll send out the link to a lot of people and – Y'all have any inputs, cracks, or complaints about those? Y'all hit me up. I'll spread the word. Tell us about how many hours you work and how you break down your day. That's a good one. What? So like, all right, so like an average day for you, just like, you know, your most basic average day from start to finish. Like, let me hear it. For me, uh, let's still, let's go by tomorrow. I don't have to uh, take the kid to daycare. So I'm going to get up around 6 15 get ready get my time get pumped up get my green tea and then uh i'll try to leave the house by 6 50 to get to work i usually get into work about 7 50 so i can read the paper before everyone else gets there so i kind of have my time to uh, finish whatever podcast i listen to on the way to work or read the paper see what's going on everybody else comes in at eight and um it it just depends on whether there's a project for that day or everyone's just sitting around telling their life stories to everybody, what happened over the weekend. And that work is so long. I didn't realize how long work is until like I had a day off and I'm like, damn, I would still be at work at this time. So it was like from eight to five, then finally get home, do the commute. I leave work around five oh five. I'll get into my driveway like five fifty, six o'clock. 
And then as soon as I get in there, it's like I roll right in there to uh, whatever we make for dinner. If I'm going to make dinner um, from 6 to 7, we'll say that, getting everybody ready to eat. And then from 7 to 8, we'll get the uh, baby ready. She'll go to uh, bed. And then from that uh, 8.30 to 9, it's time with the old lady. About to try to find out we're going to watch on uh, Netflix <laughs> on TV. <laughs> Probably gonna be eight line, yeah. and then uh, if we all do that, I'll try to make time for homework. I'll try to make a day for homework too. But that is my Monday, my mundane Monday. What you got? What about you, Copeland? So let's see. I gotta get to the gym by. I think it's uh six when it opens. So I'll be up like 5.30, put on my gym clothes. Or I got to leave, yeah, 5.45 I leave, get there about 6. Do maybe an hour and a half in the gym. So I'll be out like 7.30, go to work at 8, 8 to 5, do my thing, train my troops. Mm, if I don't get there at 5, I'll probably get there at like 5.30 or something. 30 minutes to get home. I, I didn't count it. It's 16 lights. I got to go through 16 lights from the base to my house. And, you know, that's, and then I, I work around a bunch of civilians. So civilians on their own time. Like I told you, ain't no sense of urgency when it comes to civilians. Like they drive, there's no speed limit. They drive how they feel, you know? So I get home about like 536, <laughs> take my dog out immediately. Uh, he'll do this thing. Poop, pee, play around, whatever, get back in the house, make something to eat. It's probably like 7, 7.30. Get on some 2K, pass some time, get up, probably wash the dishes, take a shower. It's probably 8, 8.30 then. I go to sleep, like, religiously at 9. If I go to sleep any later, I'm a grumpy person. I know that sounds real old. Everybody else go to sleep at, like, 11, 12 or not. But nine o'clock, don't don't bother me. Bonnet is on, do rag is on, you know what I'm saying? And and Hulu is on because I ain't got Netflix no more. And that's probably the day on a weekday. But that's it. <laughs> that's not bad though. That's nine o'clock, ten. That's that's real. That's that's impressive. But it's gonna get shortened up because I'm gonna start school. I, I like those days where I, where I can get to sleep early. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. So a typical Monday for me. So we have morning PT, and I live like five minutes from work and everything. So I get up last minute. So I get up at six fifty. I leave the house at seven fifteen. Get to PT at seven thirty. PT is a complete joke, so I don't do anything. Uh, I, I leave PT at 8, get back home, take a shower, go back to work at 9, like get some coffee and stuff. So, say our like average day, if we don't get out early or anything or late, we'll get out around 4. So, I, use, I like to, you know, kind of break up my time since I do so much in the day. So, I'll ride my bike to work, my motorcycle. 
and then as soon as I get off, I'll go for maybe a 20, 30 minute ride just to, I'm like, okay, so I rode today, I could get that out the way. So I get back to the house, five, I get ready to go to the gym, go to the gym, that could be an hour and a half to hour 45, so that takes me to about seven o'clock. So now I get back and it's seven and let's say, oh, you know, Skate rinks open because they skate rinks only open a couple days. So I'm like, all right, now nah, I'm gonna go skating. So do it all again, take a shower, go skate for like an hour and a half, come back at nine. Uh, and this is like, and then I'm leaving out food. So, of course, eating and stuff, that's like little gaps in there. And then, you know, study a little bit, work on some stuff on the computer, uh, watch some Hulu, Netflix, and just kind of relax. And next thing you know, it's like 11 o'clock. And you know, get ready for bed, do it all again the next day. That's not bad. Yeah. It's a typical day. Typical day never. If I go fishing, there ain't no telling. I could be out there forever. That's what it takes, like small little breaks into the schedule just to whatever helps you make your week easier, like moments of reflection. I always need like those mo- like those alone moments. I try to like sneak them in throughout the week. You need them, man. They, it keeps you sane because if not, you're going you're gonna to drive you crazy. It's going to snap one day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey man. man. Did you give me some directions? No, I can't give you no directions, man. <laughs> That's real. Ain't that what it's happened important. in Virginia? That dude snapped and killed a couple people? But, but. Or was it was it Virginia or was it like the Carolinas? Somewhere near the shore. It happened everywhere, so I ain't no telling. They're all snapping. Right. They're all writing some manifestos online and shit. Yeah, yeah snapping. We went to his Facebook and we realized he was a crazy psycho Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, but yeah man i think uh i, I think we covered a, a lot today we had some good topics um y'all got anything y'all want to say before we get up out of here for the day mm. no i don't i don't have anything copley you got the clothes of the day what's up i got the clothes of the day Oh uh, yeah. Um well I, I sent you that picture earlier with Russell and Sierra in there and I just wanted to bust a couple bubbles. I gotta let you know that the only reason why Sierra got Russell because she got access to people like that. You might not get you a Russell. You might end up getting you a future your whole life. That's my closing right there. Break a couple hearts with that. <laughs> you know. That's probably it. Mm. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I like that. I like you gotta that. Take, you got to take those, those goals. That goal squad. Everybody, you got something to touch. Team goals, man. That's, that's, a, that's a another topic. Everybody does goals for relationships. I'm like, y'all don't even know. <laughs> Everybody want to be Russell and Sierra, hey, but they don't know Russell is a square. Money to make money, but in, pe- in people version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And girls don't like squares. No. They be... They be 
Dude, that's a whole. Hey, we're going to talk about this next time. <laughs> Maybe with the futures, and they're like, oh, well, give me a Russell now. Like, nah. You nah, had a man. Russell. You probably had yeah. a Russell, and you left them on seed. <laughs> right. No, girl, he ain't got no felonies. Like, what am I doing with that? <laughs> hey, hey, we definitely going to talk. <laughs> right. Hey, we definitely got to talk about that next time, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But until next time, we out of here. We out of here.